Hello to our listeners. Uh, this week on uh, Monday Night Hustlers, we uh, talked about haircuts and soulmates. Uh, after that, we talked about effective communication, how um, communication can be tailored to particular situations uh, and specific people, um, whether it be business or personal or family relationships. Uh, after that, we talked about words versus actions and how uh, words can convince you of your actions and uh, necessarily how your words essentially mean nothing if you don't follow up with action. Uh, after that, we talked uh, specifically uh, what where each of us would like to live in our dream city if it wasn't the city of Chicago and why we decided to live there. Unfortunately, that delved in a little bit of politics. Uh, sorry to all the people who don't like talking about politics. It was not, ne- not something we necessarily wanted to talk about, but just happened to be the case. And following that, we talked about people um, pursuing their passion and what might be the driving force behind that and how that relates to person's happiness and meaning in life. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your listens every week. Uh, we're trying to get this podcast to grow, so every listen uh, means a lot to us. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, you enjoy the show. You're going to have to pause it because it went out of uh, the only thing I need to this house is Farther than where I go right here. You got a good haircut last time, though. Damn, uh, when I was telling Ashley about uh, uh, Arkansas, she said, How's Dan gonna get um, his haircuts? I was thinking of when I fly back in. (laughs) Like, how are you gonna get your haircuts? I was thinking when I fly back in, dude. Fly back in for haircut, why not? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I love love the uh, public barber compared to the $10. Uh, yeah, like that's that's a completely different. Yeah, Betty be, be, be and Nick's. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Have you sat down and had like a, a glass of whiskey there while you waited? No, I mean, do they uh, offer it or do you have to yeah, buy there's it? Yeah, there's a glass. Of, there's like a big but like it's a Dixie a cup though. Of whiskey. And they give you little glasses. No, I I just saw like a stack of Dixie cups. Oh really? Yeah, that'd be fucking stupid. Yeah. Last well, yeah. time they had glasses. Last time I was there. I'm just not much of like a casual drinker. Yeah, and plus like you're usually there during the day. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> Some yeah. whiskey. Fuck I'm, yeah. I'm usually like Russian, not Russian, but like uh, going there during, like when I'm working from home and yeah. just trying to get in and get out and get back to work. Do you talk with the guy? I try to, but I'm, it's, it's very hard to me, like for me to have small talk with somebody like I'm not yeah. really like comfortable with. You gotta make shit up. Yeah, it's hard. I, I'm trying because like, it's something like I need to like work on because I'm really bad at just. I have deep conversations with my barber. Yeah, yeah, like I and I love deep conversations, but like what, I so, know so like long. who's your barber? Like your barber's is like a older guy. Yeah, he's like in his forties, and he's like a good guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. And you like trust him, right? He uh, he's an educator for American Crew. So like okay, so but like you trust him with conversation, like you can tell him like stuff like yeah, yesterday yeah. I uh, did whatever with whoever and stuff like that. Yeah. Or shit like change. He knows about change. Yeah. He shares a lot of our change shit. Nice. Are you fr- Facebook friends? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Can you, can you show me this guy? Yeah. You better have a fucking fantastic haircut. Uh, or be bald. I trust a bald barber. Let's go bald. He's he's got an average haircut. Yeah. But dude, I can show you some. Of the, I bet you he's got some pictures here. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I, no, he, he's got a haircut, but my entire life I've been bad at small talk. Unless I like really know you. Yeah. Like like if I barely know you, I'm just giving you like one word answers, and I know it's bad, and I'm I'm try like I trying to get better at that. Like I the guy talks to me, and I'm I'm trying to like being. Like trying to engage with him as well, but it's just like it's so like, forced. Yeah, that's why you always gotta. For me, what you gotta do is whenever someone brings a subject matter, you have to look at it like a brainstorming thing and think about all the different su- all the different topics that can branch off of. Like if someone say you talked about basketball, like you know the basketball, uh, uh, college basketball, then you look at college basketball. You can talk about college football with something that you really uh, good about, or NBA, or a specific person in the game, or like just. Yeah, talk your fucking ear off about that. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I always try to look no, at. No, you don't like, want to talk. So, like, the goal of a conversation and a good conversation, especially if you want the opposite end of your conversation to feel good, is for them to talk more. Yeah, I think we talked about this in the podcast at some point. Like, you have like engage that person in conversation. Yeah. Like, if you're leading a conversation, you're not talking a lot. the The goal of leading a conversation is listening. Oh, agreed. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can, yeah. you can, whatever they, you have to feed off of what they say to allow them to continue to talk. But that's why I say it's like, you, if, if they say something and you simply respond to it, then it, the, the onus is on them to respond to what you said as opposed to coming up with something, res, coming up with a response to what they say and like having a noun or subject matter for them to be able to branch off that's of. That's sort of is like. Yeah, I and and I don't know. You want to see his photos? Yeah, and you bring, no, you, bring up, you, you bring up great points. Right? I just don't know how to do that as much as as how like I but try. See, I, think, I think I, I think it depends on the person too. If I, I if I don't think I'm gonna get like any value out of you, I I don't really. Like, uh, I I I mean I certainly agree. With you. Uh, so I think that you uh, you're kind of just like me in the sense that like we're very judgmental. So that the valuation that you put in a person, like if you mm. don't see whether it's like. Establishing an actual friendship with them, or yeah. if they're interesting, then yeah. you just be like, "All right, well, I'll let this shit run out," and I'll even stand in the awkward moment, and just like, it, even though it's awkward, it's like I, I have nothing to fucking. Say <laughs> yeah. I I can stay quiet for as long as you want me to. I don't I don't have to. Say it. I, I, <laughs> That's uh, true. I mean, when I was in Vegas, like I went to I went to dinner with with a guy, like uh, <laughs> a another degenerate, yeah. like and yeah. we just we just talk sports, like we talk lines, we talk like. You know, yeah. our our ultimate bad beats and like and yeah, I mean I think if I'm if I'm interested I think you'll know. Oh, and yeah, and know. but but I, I, I do I do get where you guys there's come this, from. There's this whole art of like especially with networking, there's this whole art of getting the conversation going where you want it to go and when you're done with the conversation, you, you shift out of it. So like body language is a big thing. Especially like when you're talking to someone while you're standing up. It's like, so so how do you how do you do that when you're sitting in a barber chair? Well, you just sit there, right? Yeah. So like yeah, um, like I feel like that the barber chair is like I'm there. To the barber should to be the them. one that's driving the conversation, right? Yeah, it's hit, it's on him. It's on him or her to, to do. If they don't that. want me to look him in the fucking eyes while they're cutting my goddamn hair. They better start the goddamn yeah. conversation. Right. <laughs> and it's and it's mainly like BS, but like oh yeah, I go there. Selfishly, with a point of trying to get my agenda across. Of hey, do you have student loans? 
<laughs> you know, do this, and I, and I told him like early on about this whole thing. So <clears throat> you think it's just because of like your personality and like you, like you're you're that typical, not typical, but like you you are that kind of like sales guy. Where I'm like more, I, I like more being yeah, you are. Scenes. Dan's, I mean, I like like with you, like I don't talk like Dan's a sales guy. Dan, okay, yeah, um, not with not with your friends, but whenever you right. talk to other people, it's definitely a sales pitch. Right. I mean, we we talked about it last week about your ability to just when we. were... I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, I really want to go and, and fucking talk to some broads and just get some numbers and fuck some... Because, I mean, I, I'm, it's been like a month and a half now or, or a month that I haven't fucking had sex. And I'm like, I'm start, again, I'm starting to look at fucking broads that I would never yeah. normally want to have sex Broads. with. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, Nick was just literally the best fucking wingman. I'm like, I don't have that shit anymore. So I got to step up my own game. I um, mean, we don't go out anymore. It's still wingman. You know, stop. Yeah, I mean, well, even when we were all with Ashley, you wingman me at fucking turtle races, those two black chicks, oh, yeah. remember? <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, that's like another thing, too, because I need I need those skills to to actually talk to a girl. The problem with, like, me approaching someone, like, a, a girl, it's like, I don't know, like, what to say. Like, like yo, do you want to just take over the world and start a life together? Like, that's no, what you, you want to get to. No, you don't go with bold statements. No, I, I get that, but, like, I'm, I'm like, to the point. Like, yeah. Like, do you want to do you want a honeymoon in Bora Bora? Because that's <laughs> that'd be good. That'd be a good intro. I was like, hey, you yeah. Really cute. Then that's I one of those. That's one of those. You'd have to try like a hundred broads, but the one that would work out would be like your wife. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, but seriously, what are you drinking? Because yeah, I listen about. to like uh, like B ninety six in the mornings. I hate the fucking conversations, but I had a conversation of like pickup lines because they're trying to help the the radio host's brother. That was like talking to some ins- 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 Instagram girls and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, there's women calling in like, like, cause they're like, what should he say first? And there's women calling in saying like the cheesiest fucking shit. She's yeah. like, oh, that would. Get it's me. so funny, yeah, cause a lot of my, a lot of women I think have this sense of humor that it, it's a simple, the fact that you made the effort, and if you make them giggle in the process is. There's this new movie called Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might have seen pre- previous. Yeah, before. I saw the trailer. And it's Charlize Theron after the fact. Which maybe is like a secretary, she's a politician or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe shit. part of the promo. She said, "Guys, just need to step the fuck up. I'm ready to fucking date." Like, guys just don't do it because they're intimidated yeah. or they're whatever. I think like, probably pick up like, more well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Charlie Theron, you're worth really? $100 think, million. Yeah. Dollars. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like that's what I call, like, my, my soulmate is, is Bora Bora. Like, I haven't found Bora Bora yet. Then that, you should be asking yeah. that question nonstop. Yeah, like nonstop. Because if they someone. say no, who gives if a fuck? If someone laughs, because it's a few rejections. That, that's the thing. Is like, if I, I don't know. I honestly one. You try for a hundred. You find one that does it. Like right now, we're talking to investors. We're talking to hundreds of investors. Uh-huh. We just need one to say yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so like that's you're all you gotta clo- do. You're getting closer. To yeah, the I mean, I gotta admit, uh, when Nick showed me his Bumble profile, I thought it was the corniest <laughs> and dumbest fucking thing ever. Yeah. No, you got it from Aziz and Sorry, right? Yeah, I saw that from Aziz and Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you unoriginal bitch! I was. <laughs> no, no, but like, I mean, I edited it to my to my liking, but Master I, yeah, it was like you know what was it the reach for the same grapefruit. Yeah, or mango or some shit. Yeah, it was. Damn, I'm making fun of Ashley now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what? What did she say to that? She didn't. She that that got her attention, right? So like, uh, you obviously have to stand out in the plethora of online dating, and I stood out. And then like, as soon as the first message message is there, then you just show your personality. And then we started talking about like. Uh, so what Whole Foods are we gonna say we met at? And then I was like, let's let's say 
we met at a Whole Foods in Paris. And then she's like, oh, Paris. I'm like, yeah, but Paris, Texas. Not like super Paris. So like our friends don't think we're snobs. Swallowing and just kind of following that conversation and like trying to be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like just, that, like just like okay, so like if I like sounds so easy. No, no, no. Like that. That's when you find the person that you want to find. If they're connecting with the type of humor that you do, yeah. So ninety nine point nine percent of people aren't going to connect with your humor <laughs> or my humor. Yeah. But you'll find that one percent. Then you know you've got it if you find that connection. Yeah. Holy shit! It's it's a it's a uh, game of 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 you know trial and error and finding someone. You you will find someone if you. There's this, like, uh, there's this girl in my gym, and I, I just, like, want to say something to her, but, like, can it's, I really go up to a girl, like, working out? Yeah. Like, I, I kept out? telling about this guy. There's a Colombian yeah, chick at, the, at LA. I was just, like, she would make eye contact with me all the time and, like, walk past it's me, but I could just never get the gumption to fucking say something right, to her. Like, hey, how do you approach that? The, like, at, at, the, at the gym, it's one, yeah. It's, like, it's, hey, it's hey, a little yeah. more challenging there, because if you get rejected, you have to see that every day. Yeah, I can yeah. never, I can never go to the gym again. They get I can never go to the gym all the time at the gym, yeah. I can't, I all have to cancel my membership. That's it. But who cares? Nah, I mean. It's easy for you two guys, because you guys have got great relationships and... And well, dude, I've had some fucking weird situations in my past, dude. It's all yeah. I mean, shit. Daniel shit. broke into fucking Rachel's house like a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it it got kind of serious because my uh, Rachel worked at like an yeah, overnight. Daniel really could have been shot was in the fucking early on. face, huh? This is early on. This is early on. Yeah, like probably within a couple months of us dating. Oh, I thought it was even less than that. I thought you had just met her the night before. I think, yeah, yeah, you met her just the night before at the no, diner. No, 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 no. I didn't meet her at the diner. I thought you met she her at the diner. She was my buddy's bar. girlfriend's friend. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you met her at a diner. Anyways, I, I kept saying, oh, I'm not going to show up at your work all drunk and shit. And, you know, it's me, of course. Yeah. I'm drinking with my buddies. It's me, it's Dan. Yeah, and then we show up there. It's fucking like 2 o'clock in the morning. My other two buddies are hammered, and one of them drove there. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crash at your house. Just like joking around. She's like, ha, 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 all the doors are locked. So we left. And she lives like a block away from the restaurant. <laughs> we drove to her house. We tried breaking in her basement door. The fucking mom's sleeping, right? We couldn't get it open. We drive all the way to my buddy's house. He's got a lock picking kit, right? <laughs> we go I want to learn how to pick locks. No joke. No joke. He gets the lock picking kit. He runs up to his apartment. He grabs three beers, and we drive back. And we're literally, and she lives in the corner, in the corner, like next to like a somewhat busy street. We're sitting there drinking beers, trying to pick this lock, right? Yeah, outside. Like, can you just imagine yeah, and, fucking and, and, three like a twenty year old, twenty five year old, like my buddy's and trying to? My buddy's a master lock. mechanic, so he's like, you know, he's got lock picking. He's got all the fucking tools, right? And he's trying to play mastermind. And my other buddy's Mr. fucking storyteller. So he's like, oh, I know how to do this shit, you know. And they're both sitting there picking the lock. I'm sitting on the stairs drinking a beer like, dude, you guys are never going to get this open. <laughs> this whole time you just And I'm like, there. why don't you use a, a, a card? He's like, oh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And they try using the card for like half an hour, dude. And I'm just like, let me see this thing. And literally in 30 seconds, I pop the door open. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Wait, so you just went in there? Yeah, I just went in there, and she, her room was in the basement, and I just passed out on the bed. Oh, did you wake and her up? And she came home, and she's like, what the fuck? And she slept next to me. Uh, 
And then this is actually before we dated. Like this is when we were like. (laughs) So the first time you met her. Yeah, this is like when we were like seeing each other, but we weren't like dating. Oh. Oh. It's it's kind of like one time, and then you went to break into her house. No, there's a couple of times we hung out. That's why I. I associated. I remember you telling me a story about yeah. seeing her as a waitress, and you guys were all fucked up at a diner. Yeah, it was earlier. And that's, that same that's night. real fucking bold. Yeah. I could never do that. My my ass would get fucking. But it was still wrestling. like to the point where like I kind of know her mom, and <laughs> you know like. But you knew I'm, her mom before that, or you knew like her? I kind of. You could do like, that in your twenties. You cannot do that in your. Yeah. <laughs> I broke into this girl. I was I broke into this house with this girl. I'm seeing. That's that's wild. I, yeah, this is the science. That was a horrible about. story. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's get this going. <clears throat> All right, yeah. So um, that, that that was the start to uh, episode eleven. Uh, Data's. Oh, you were you were recording that? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. We, we are recording. Um, so yeah, that was the start to episode eleven. Jesus, um, I'm stirring out there. Money night hustlers. Um, uh, I do not condone drinking and driving at all. I actually or breaking into people's yeah. fucking house. Yeah. That B and E. What Dan said was parody. Um, cannot be used against him in the court of law. So don't try. Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll start off with the with the stats. Um, we're up to almost a a buck, a dollar, a full doll hair of uh, of earnings from <laughs> doing. Doing our eleventh episode of Monday Night Hustlers, uh, the podcast. So, congrats to you guys and and all of our hard work. Uh, it shows our our willingness and dedication to this podcast, and from doing nothing to turning into a a weekly podcast. So, let's keep it going, and we're gonna fucking keep uh keep doing the damn thing. So, more updates on the pod or the Monday Night Hustlers brand in general. I invested in a laptop, bought a MacBook, yes. bit the bullet, bought yes. a MacBook Pro. Yes. Um, got Nick, uh, Nick uh, lend me his, uh, his camera. So yeah, more, so more like, content here, on the way. Here's, here's what's going to happen over the next few weeks. We're going to start adding video content to the blog and the podcast. So as we continue to grow, we're going to buy the domain name, MondayNightHustlers.com, which is available. Yes. So we're gonna buy that domain name, and I, I want Someone's all of gonna you guys. Someone's steal, yeah. Someone's I want steal. all of you guys to go to that website and check out all the video content that's gonna be up there shortly. And you need to make sure you're sharing with all your friends. So um, we're, It'll gonna, be on so we're gonna start yeah. off. So like in the beginning, while he's gonna be learning how to edit and make videos and like make it appealing to you guys, but we're gonna start recording dinner sessions and like I, we spoke with Walid um, Scott when you were in here, so like saying that. Although you work till nine, we need to figure out your schedule and, and make it a little bit more uh, accommodating to this Monday Night Hustlers podcast. Well, I can't tell people to stop getting sure, dialysis. Yeah. Well, you, you, you work your shifts differently. But for Monday, we need to start... start If you're cooking, you need to be here at seven to start cooking dinner. And we need to start eating dinner at eight. So we can record all of that, and then we can sit down and eat as a family, and then start potting. Okay. That's, that's my, my, my position on that. No, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Um, yeah, as we, uh, like I said, as, as we keep growing, we're going to keep adding more and more content for, for all you tens and tens of listeners listening at home. Uh, for you to enjoy more of, of us and uh, our, our amazing journey. My team and I always had trouble managing our tasks until one of my colleagues found 
Are you trying to put ads in this podcast again? (laughs) 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 That was was Harry. Harry sent me an email. They're like, "Yo, we haven't we haven't heard about your our razors in a while." (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, Harry's pay us. Seriously, pay us. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll get right into the first topic. Uh, we'll start off with like the first two kind of uh things that I, I shared with you guys earlier today. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, effective communication. Okay. So, effective communication is is used a lot in in the world of business, um, or or just like in any kind of organization. But uh, it's the ability to get what you want out of someone without, like, I guess without. Um, yeah, manipulating them. It's like asking the right questions. You know, sprinkling in the, and saying it the right ways to where they can kind of figure out the answers for themselves and also get the best results out of it as so possible. I think a lot of effective communica- communication starts with being transparent. Yep. So, like, understanding. So, like, especially, like, when you're working with a team. It's like, all right, this team has, has a couple of goals, right? These are our goals. We need to communicate that clearly. And, like, we're still struggling with this as a company as far as like figuring out our communication strategy and our communication styles. But like the goal, like just because you feel you communicate in a certain way, doesn't mean that everyone else communicates in that same way. So for instance, like if you're a really good person on the phone and you have phone calls with your team and you have meetings, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone on your team wants to sit through a meeting and figure this out. It might be able to be taken care of with an email. It might be able to take care of with a Slack message or, or, a, or a text message. So, like, figuring out the communication style of the people that you're communicating with. Like, for us, we communicate well when we're together in person and whatever, and we, we talk about stuff. Like, if we started emailing back and forth and, like, trying to figure out money and hustler issues, that might not be the right thing to do. So, like, figuring out the style of the people that you're communicating with is probably most important. And Dan can talk about, like, the communication style and, like, how... How to convince people to, uh, you know, actually agree, not 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 necessarily agree with you, but like hear what you're saying. Like Dan's worked sales for his entire life, right? And he's communicated very well, and he's like excelled in all of his sales categories and, and things like that. So he's learned how to communicate <coughs> with these people that he's across the table from. So like, there's different styles and different opportunities that you can. Uh, you know, leverage your communication style, but like, I think it, communication and, and effective communication is an art more than a science. Yep. And you can't say like, all right, you need to say these four things, and people are gonna be influenced by you. And that's that's just not how it works. Everyone's different. Yeah. So, the why I bring it up because you know my my boss Tony he brings this up to me a lot uh, because I I do have a awful way of 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 talking to people at times. Uh, I'm I'm very blunt. So, if, you know, if there's an issue where, you know, we're short on, like, materials or something, in, in some certain ways, I'll, I'll just go straight up to the buyer and be like, why didn't you get this in time? Why didn't you do this? Yeah. Instead of, you know, where his approach is a lot more, like, fatherly, where he he's wants. like, yeah, where he's like, hey, yeah. yeah, hey, we have this item, you know, blah, blah, blah. When, when can we recover on these materials, you know? You know, being more like he's he's more asking the buyer to be more proactive and 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 like he already he knows there's a problem. Yeah, he's just working towards the solution. Right. Yeah, he doesn't right. criticize the problem. He's like, all right, yeah. this is we already fucked up. Right. 
this is the solution. Yeah, and and so that's something that that I'm I need to desperately work on, like in personal life and professional life. But, wh- but like that blunt communication style can be beneficial in some situations. Yeah, right? well, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah. I was just like, about to say that I think that a lot of people. You, with you, it's kind of a flip of a coin with some people. Some people appreciate the blunt communication that you have, and some people are so overly sensitive about you, that. You hate it when he does that? Right, fuck me, Dan. Sorry. No, 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 I was going to say, Scott finished. I was literally, I was like, listen to Scott. And then these guys are no, having a side, saying, these guys yeah, side conversation yeah. no, right I was, here. I was, about I was, his emotions and shit. No, I was, I was uh, but, trying no, to no, yeah, I mean, just Yeah, just to finish it up, as like I said, a lot of people will appreciate the type of communication style, and some people, I think, are just overly sensitive or never kind of... Uh, I think our generation, like, everybody's overly well, sensitive. It, well, yeah, without a doubt. I'm overly sensitive. Well, even I am, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just had this conversation with somebody today about how... Uh, in past relationships, I am very sarcastic and openly joke uh, with my, uh, my significant other when I was with them, but have also admitted that I can't, I would not be able to receive the same type of right. communication. My, the, uh, if I if I was talking to myself and, and had the same type of sarcasm and joking, man, yeah, like, I, I, know, I, I, I noticed that, like, so you, when you want to change that though? comments. Oh, I well, so so it's really weird though. Is is. If, if that relationship is established early on with somebody, like my friend Jeff, who openly makes fun of me at work, I laugh it off and right, it's not right. something that bothers me whatsoever, but somebody who I haven't established that, even our, my with close friends, you. yeah, you, I, like, me and you, like, I, I can openly like joke, joke with you and make fun of you, but somehow if it's turned against me, I right. take offense to it, and, right. and it's just, I don't understand how I, um, I, I to get past that. Because Nick's a dick. It's different relationships. No, it's not even that Nick's a dick, it's just, I feel like, especially early on with us, that I'm, our friendship was established based on a serious note because we've all, we've all heard the story about me kind of just spilling my heart to Nick yeah. the first time I ever met him. Um, and that's kind of was just the baseline and uh, it's just... Like, yeah, like, I don't, like... Syed is someone I, like, can make fun of. But, like, I, but like I don't have that relationship with you as far as, like, I just want to keep ripping on you. I'd rather, like, talk about, like, positive... The, well, that's what I was about to say. It's like, Dave, Dave... A perfect example is Dave is to me, is a much more reserved person, and him and I get along, we get along well, and we, we like to talk about history and, and, and current events and things that might interest us, but then when I hang out with you guys, you and Saya just, and Danny just literally rip into him so uh, hard, I'm just like, damn, I've, I've never seen that, I've never seen this yeah. side at all, yeah. uh, so, but yeah, like, going back to with Waleed, a, a, a lot of the, people... Those are, those are relationship level, um... Communication styles. Yeah. So, like, I know that I communicate with Dan differently than I communicate with you, than I communicate with Waleed. Yeah. Me and Waleed have more deep conversations. You and I are roommates, so we have, like, all types of conversations. Dan and I have, like, family and, like, uh, business conversations. It's It's all different. Yeah, exactly. So, they're all different. So, like, us as humans have this super, like, awesome advantage that we can adapt to our surroundings yeah. and our communication. It's almost like putting on a mask for each person. Yeah, but it's like not in a negative way. I hate when people no, say yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, I hate when people say like, oh, you're trying to manipulate. It's like, no, I'm trying to get the best out of both of us in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like going back to that networking talk, like they, they teach people is like when you're in a networking situation, you need to approach someone, feel uncomfortable, get to it. And then once someone like, you're always going to run to that person who wants to keep talking to you and tell you about their things and then when you're not getting something that you need out of that conversation, you need to shift your body language, you need to put your foot to the right, you need to look in that direction, you look at your watch, and like kind of signify to them that, you know, I'm done with this conversation, 
I'm not getting any, anything out of it. You're not getting anything out of it. I'm going to move on to the next yeah, conversation. Yeah, there's subtle cues that you get. Yeah, because you have, especially in a networking situation, you have a limited time to get what get value well, out yeah, of it. Exactly. Situation. I mean, you're not you're not there for pleasantries. You're there right. to, to to for an objective essentially. Right. Goal. Exactly. Everyone is there to better themselves and the people the around company, them. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like that. That's why, like, I feel so optimistic about the fact that you know us as humans have this ability to adapt and i feel like it's one of those things that's lost all the time i think people forget about that well we seem to be as we get more invested in our technology and lose this ability to kind of talk to people it makes it worse and yeah. it just compounds the the effects of yeah. uh, of like introverts and just you know all right I, I just feel like being blunt nowadays just like isn't as effective as it was once like once before uh, again that's why it bothers me people are soft yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, think people are soft because they have too much information. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I guarantee you, I've I, met my dad before, but if yeah. you and my dad actually had sat, a sit down, my dad's one of those guys that just tells you how it is and how yeah. he feels. He yeah. doesn't give a shit what the fuck you think about it. You can be on board with it or you can be against him. Yeah. And he just takes it at, at face value. He doesn't, He's not going to lose his... Uh, yeah, exactly. He doesn't lose any sleep over it. He doesn't, he doesn't have an emotional response to whether you dislike or like what he has to say. He just... Can, he says what that's he has what to I say. That's what I love about like older people. Like, yeah, without yeah, I've lived yeah, this life. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I'm that's, telling you exactly the fuck I think. Yeah, but that, yeah, the, the, but that's what it is that 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 is that that is. It doesn't age. work in business. No, well, no, that's a perfect. No. So my dad worked yeah. construction his entire in his, his entire life, and he was responsible. He was like, uh, he wasn't a um, a contractor, but he was he was a carpenter, and he was the head guy of he was the foreman essentially right. of his company. So. Um, when you're working with other companies, you know, he was a carpenter, so they had to work with pipe fitters and HVAC people and people and, and architects. And he was like, I hated working with architects because they were people that th- they had a higher value of themselves than right. what we placed on them. And, you know, I would approach a situation and they would say, oh, how do you solve this problem? And he would tell them how to solve it, but they wanted it to be done in a certain way. And he's just like, logistically, it's not possible. They wanted, uh, it, to commu- they wanted it to be communicated a certain way or done in a certain way? Well, well, that was that was the thing is is they would want it to be done a certain way, and the way my father would communicate with how it needed to be done, or just or just explain that the way you want it needed to be done can't be done that way just physically. So, so what I'm asking you is, was it a like specific to this issue? Was it a communication problem, or was it a I don't think it should be done that way problem? Like, Sometimes like they didn't know his skill. Like yeah, they so, yeah, a lot of it was that, but, but, but like, not, even, not even just the architect. At a forty-seven degree angle, and when your dad was like, "If it's cut at a ninety degree angle, it's it's a much better situation." So, well, so, some of it was that, but I was not not so much the architects. It was more of when you are in a space when when a bunch of people are in construction. Obviously, like I'm saying, is like you have HVAC people, you have drywall people, you have painters, you have all these different trades that are working in a space. And he would have to be an asshole to allow for his guys to be able to do their job. Where he's like, you know, I have, I, he, they, they focus on installing floors. So they would install floors and lots of times there would be painters or electricians or all these other trades right. in a given space. And he would have to sit there and say, hey, if you guys want to get this done, that's great. But my guys have to do their shit first. So get the fuck out of the way essentially so right. we can get our stuff done. So then you can guys follow up and do what you have to do. And it, it caused a lot of confrontation. Right. But that's just the nature of the business. And so right. many people are, aren't on board with confrontation. They're, they're afraid of confrontation or it makes them feel uncomfortable. So they always dance around the situation as opposed to just like Waleed saying, being blunt and straight to the point. That's and, so funny how like that situation could be translated to what we're doing at change. It's like... It happens every day. Yeah, yeah like there's... 
Like Dan and I are on the business side of things, so we're much more articulate with our words and our very strategy, and we're trying to like figure out the ways to do Big things. Picture kind of it's stuff. It's more, yeah. yeah, and like our developers are like, "This is it. This is how it's done. This is what needs to be done. This is a problem. Do you want me to forget about this problem? Like, no, that needs to be solved. Like, it's 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 two kind of roles of like logic, a hundred percent logic, and like nuance colliding together mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to mend all that stuff to make something successful yeah like the same thing with like 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 car- carpentry carpentry and construction is like all right these architects want to build this big grand thing and they're selling all this stuff to their investors and they want this art installation or whatever mm-hmm. and your dad's like nothing's happening until this floor is laid yeah and like you guys can't put this shit up until this is done so like you need to figure that out yeah. and he's just like what are you talking about when you do all of this and like like I understand like this whole dynamic but like at the end of the day it all works out yeah like, there's gonna be like that like you said uncomfortable yeah. situations uncomfortable exactly. conversations people have to realize like, is yeah. that life is not just right. yeah, it's not a rainbow you, right. it's, it's, it's yeah confrontation it's, is part it, of life but at the end of the day it all smooths out right yeah. it's like everyone's gonna patch up the holes and it's all gonna work out mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and Dan what were you saying sorry I, didn't, I, I was trying to listen to like both you and Scott, but it's hard to listen to two people at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. Uh, what we're talking about, your manager of being direct? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I just I just think, like, for me, it, it, it it's kind of a personal problem as well. Um, I was saying, where you, you getting hurt about it? Where you getting butt hurt? Where you getting butt hurt? About his approach. My, with my manager? You said your manager is very direct with you, right? No, no, no. no. So he's very direct... His manager's more nuanced. Oh. And he, you were asking if he was, like, offended by that? Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I wasn't offended by it. Like, I, I take criticism, like, like the, the, the best I can. I don't. Let's have, a, let's have an intervention. Intervention. <laughs> 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 what, what do you mean? Um, I just feel like when you get criticized, like, with, with us, it's different. Yeah. But, like, from my experience long-term knowing you... Uh-huh. You and I are one the same, dude. Criticism is not, like, I get offended at criticism, too, but, like, criticism to you hits you on a personal level, as opposed to hitting you on a professional or, like, actual functional level. Um, So, like, if someone says, hey, you can't communicate like that, what are you doing? You'd be like, oh, shit, what did I do? As opposed to, oh, my communication style was different. Uh, what can I do to adjust that? So it's not. That's what I'm trying to do yeah, now. You need to detach yourself from that that criticism. Yeah. And and keep it not personal. No, I, I, I. You have to look at it as like, well, my toolbox isn't right, as. Right. Is, it, it is. is I think I think it is personal because I I want to change, not only professionally but personally because my my blunt direct approach like doesn't work like I I wouldn't give it a, a so high are you, success rate. Are, are you beating yourself up about it? Is what. I'm, I'm beating myself up about it because I know I can improve on it and I, I know I can be better about it. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm so not like here saying I'm not going to change. You look at it more. You look at it more subjectively though than objectively. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm unwilling to change. I'm saying I want to change and I want to but be like better. The fact that you said you said you're beating yourself up about it makes me feel like you're taking it personally. Yeah, I, I want. I, I want to because I want to so be much, better. I don't think it's so much like a beating. You have an. It involves an emotional response from you. No, it's it's a fair question. Yeah, I mean. No, that's uh, to me. Yeah. I, I don't so. Like, I don't think you're necessarily beating yourself up about it. I think it's one of those things that, like, I, I we we've talked about it in previous episodes where I said like, driving or someone will say something to me and it, it in just in 
specifically driving, or someone changed lanes without using a turn signal and cuts me off, it, inv- it literally invokes an emotional response for me where I, like, I'm removed from that person, but I would, if I had the opportunity, I would like to assault that person mm-hmm. just because it, it invokes an emotional response. And I think, yeah. someone, like I said, someone criticizing you or critiquing something that you say or how you do something invokes an emotional response, an actual physical response from you that you can't control and you have to yeah. be able to just I step back in that simple moment and count to five or whatever and understand that yeah. it's just something that's a criticism, it's not, not necessarily not of you personally. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, just, it's just the approach that, that you're taking. In that specific situation where someone cuts you off in traffic, you have no idea what that person <clears throat> is. I see them on the yeah, yeah, right? what their intent was. Like, or what, if they're, what, if they're, what if they're like, holy crap, there's a guy that broke his arm across like the road. Or even they if they cut you off, they realize and they, they shrink and feel bad about yeah. doing it. I don't know. I've seen a, a person throw out a fucking Wendy's bag out of their window, and it's just exactly something as simple as that. Like you piece, like I was cursing them out, and Rachel's like, "What's wrong with you?" But like that, I like that kind of triggers me too. Like if you're yeah, like, and I'm like, this yeah. piece of shit just yeah. threw a bag out the window. Like yeah. you're yes. a piece of shit. Like so, so I, I guess going back to it, like I'm not, I'm not taking offense to it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm coachable to to the point where I, I do want to get better. I do want to be better. Um, I'm still like pretty young in like my professional career. I've only been working like a real job for four years, um, five, four, yeah, four and a half. But um, but yeah, it's just I, I don't think it. I mean, yeah, I, I I say I take it personally, but like it's not like like anger. Like it's not like I'm I'm pissed off at my boss saying that. Like I'm like I'm listening and I'm like, all right, I'm like I want to be better about okay. it. I want to I want to say the right things. I want to I want to say it in the right way instead of just being like you fucked up. Right. You know, there's, there's a lot better like, ways of saying you they, fucked up. He doesn't, he or she doesn't approach you with, hey, you fucked him. He's, he or she says, like, you're trying to follow their move. What do you mean? You're trying to be more like them, is what you're saying. Like, more approach, like, approach the situation. That's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. It's like have everyone, like, be the same thing. Well, I mean, you want to be dynamic. You don't want to have a static. Right. Kind of, yeah. Uh, that's that's the whole a, thing about culture. Be a person. So, Dan, yeah. you talked about cult. We talked about culture a couple of episodes back or whatever, and I don't know if you brought it up, but like, the, like, culture, or maybe I read an article about this, but culture isn't getting everyone to think and do the same like you. It's it's getting people to understand the goal again. Bring this up, and take it from different approaches and different perspectives. Yeah, and so, like, maybe that works, and he, he might be wrong in saying, hey, stop acting like a dick and being so blunt, but what if bluntness works from your capacity? And, like, you being blunt gets people to make moves. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. he's he's the type of person that never has been blunt before and has always been able to navigate the, right. the, the social And, like, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't be, like, convincing Waleed to, hey, you need to be more, uh, you know, sensitive with this kind of stuff. But what if what you're doing works? But no, I mean, the situation, I mean, I mean, it's, again, I mean, if we're going to talk about that, then I mean, you know, the, the whole cultural thing is, you know, we, we love to pick and choose the good things of each culture. And we always want to kind of put aside the bad things of each culture, right. you know, um, and, and you, you might be able to find some, some nuggets of truth or, 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 or things that are of value with what you guys says, but you also, it's one of those things that you want to incorporate it into what you do, but still be true to yourself and who you are because it has worked for you up to this point. Yeah, and I, and I think, too, like, not only, like, to to that point, not only, like, professionally, but also, like, when we were talking earlier, um, before I told you guys we were recording, but, like, with... Personally. Yeah, personally, like, girls, like, uh, the girls that I've dated, like, 
they've gotten really pissed off at me because I'm just Same so way. fucking blunt. Same way. And I don't want to, like, be that blunt. Like, with, you know, and I, and I can't, and I don't think it's possible to be that blunt if you want to have a, like, a successful and sustainable relationship. Well, no, I don't, so, I mean, yeah. I, why, I, I but, like, we were talking blunt in, like, the negative capacity. What if you're blunt about how much you love someone? What okay. if you're blunt yeah, with positive, with yeah. how much you're, holy crap, I cannot believe that this is someone in my life. What if you're blunt about that? So that's that's also like another personal problem of mine is I don't know how to be blunt positively, like positive. Like I, right. I it's so hard. Like I, I, it's so bad. But like I cringe at like the, like saying something like, oh my god, you're so beautiful. Like you're like I. I, Why? I don't know. Like so I like so David, I feel David, it. David, David, David. Talk, I talked to David about so, this. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how. Um, it was so great when he said thank you to Christina when she did something. He's like, oh, like, it's, it's so hard for me to say thank you. But like, and I asked him, like, are you thankful? Are you thankful for what she is? Like, yeah, then tell her that. Then do, like, why are you holding that back? And then when she fucking takes a shit on the floor, you're all of a sudden like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Right? So like, you're, you're being blunt with the negative because it's easier. And then you're not being blunt with the positive because... You feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so again, I mean, how do I change it? Like, that's the bot part of me that, like, needs to be changed, too. You gotta force it. Well, not even, yeah. Day, you just have to, you have to actively, I, and when you, when you get to a situation, like, look, that, that's been my biggest problem, is that, is that I know that that's an issue that I have, and I forget that that's an issue in the moment, and then never try to constantly keep that as a, a focus of, of me. I mean, as humans, we constantly want to grow, right? You yeah. know, you, you want to be... You're blunt. Obviously, that's that. That's a good thing, and it can obviously be a bad thing, a detriment to your relationships or your just your your personal relationships you have with people. So you have to find a, a, a good mix of you know you know what you need to do, and you just have to find the avenue that allows you to do it. So yeah, that's my thing. I want to take that, you to Bora Bora. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, like I said, being blunt is good, but you have to just allow doing everything. You you, you be open and transparent with everything. I don't want to say you're feeling because it sounds so, like, soft. But, like, hey, like, right now I'm feeling good. So I'm telling you guys I'm feeling good. If I feel bad, I probably won't tell you I feel bad because it's going to bring everyone down. But I feel bad. Well, no, it's like, I was, who's that talk? I was talking to Syed about this on Saturday because him and I went out to go get some lunch. And uh, we, we had been talking uh, about Jasmine because she's in Hawaii and all that stuff. And he's like, well, you guys seem like you'd be a good match. And I told him, I was like, you know, I, she's a great person. I care for her. And one of the reasons why I like her is because I feel like she's my like my hype man. She's always positive. She's always thinking about the uh, a, a, a positive twist on whatever yeah. situation. And I absolutely love that because it. I mean, I don't want to say I'm, I'm naturally a negative person, but I have my depressive moments kind of thing, and I, I'm I'm more of a, uh, an introvert sometimes. Um, and whenever I'm around her, she just like builds me up and makes me feel good all the time. I don't, yeah. I don't revert back to this kind of uh, a secluded that, kind of negative mindset. That's that one of the things have. I love about Ashley is that she's my biggest cheerleader yeah like and like one thing i never understood about like relationships is that even if you're wrong the person you're with thinks you're right yeah. like hey like that that's blue so i agree that's blue right so, it's so. like you know what that does look that does look kind of blue that does look kind of blue it doesn't matter if it's blue or red or fucking purple Ooh, you're, you're yeah right right, right whatever like it's like you're you're not there to prove someone wrong. You're there to support the person you're with, right? Unless you were talking about like a fucking business decision or a stock sale or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. you just need to be supportive of the people you're around. So like, 
First, like this this podcast, right? We've got ten listeners. That's shit. That's nothing. That's fucking nothing. Whoa. Appreciate you, right? ten listeners. Uh, yeah. yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate. You. But like, this is gonna be something big. We just have to keep thinking that it's gonna be big because it's gonna be big. As long as we keep supporting it. Yeah, I mean, and and we're growing. So, you tens and tens of listeners out there, you're not shit. We appreciate you. Uh, I'm not saying there's I'm, <laughs> like, I'm saying the amount of people like you know, I, yeah, I, I yeah, get yeah we're, we're, we're not high, too high on the uh, right, iTunes already. rankings not yet but yeah not yet yeah. Um, but yeah I guess I guess what, what where, where I probably succeed more than uh, than anything is, is and we can kind of transition into the next topic is like words versus actions like me me in terms of taking actions on things like I'm all about execution and I'm all about like like results like I if if I execute this then you know we'll achieve these results but like it's it, it goes back to like my words as well but like I'm not good at communicating that but I can go out and I can I can make a difference and I can if given like the right tools or or not like I'll do the best I can with what I have and and put the best product out there and I think that relates to both personal and and professional as well, but I want to be great at both. So, like words versus actions. Like you know, what, what have you guys had had moments in your life, in like your lives or or your your professions where you know people can talk a big game, but like you know, fuck all this talking, like show me results. Are you talking about idea versus execution? Yeah, like an idea of Monday Night Hustlers, and now we're actually like putting. A finite but like, but that all started with words. We cannot yeah. discount words and what you're saying. Okay. We cannot discount the fact that, hey, we say we're going to do this. We say we're going to do this. We say we're going to do this. We finally do this, right? So like, but like back to uh, a couple of episodes ago when we talked about accountability and optimism, right? So like, you have to keep saying those words. You have to keep saying the fact that, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're going to fail 150 times. I keep saying I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. I keep saying I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. I'm eventually going to do that. I'm eventually going to get to that point where uh, words turn into action. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of examples you can say of people that are just shit-talking and, like, not turning words into action. But, like, eventually, at a certain point, if you're, like, of a solid mind and, like, solid motivation, you're going to turn those words into actions. Well, I mean, I think that's my biggest downfall is that I have this idea or speak freely about what I want, whether I want to be an entrepreneur I the level of success I want to have, but I do not follow through with the pursuit of that. So um, I, I absolutely uh, understand all that. Like I said, I, I, have, I have plenty of words to say and I have plenty of good ideas and I think I'm a semi-intelligent person and I think that you know I have value where my words come from and the thought process that lead to them, but uh, oftentimes I don't follow so like, the action. So you just got to figure out that action piece. You're halfway there. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I can't find the motivation or the catalyst that allows for the words to translate yeah, to that. I mean, like, are, are you searching for a catalyst? No, that's that's, right. that's the thing. Is, is, uh, um, uh, who was I? Uh, I was talking about was maybe today that, that I need to... Oh, I actually had texted Jasmine because she's out in Hawaii and she's on an island in Hawaii that only has 3,000 people. And she said that she's been getting into her own head a lot lately because she's trying to plan to go to like Japan for a vacation and all this stuff and she's one of these people that has 20 different plans um, and that interrupts the whole process of actually coming up with the plan. You know, she has she has an A, B, C, D, and E but can't choose between A, B, C, D, and E 
and she was talking about how the problem is is she's isolated and she can't yeah. all she's doing all she has time to do is think and so she's constantly just in her own head and unfortunately I have too many distractions or I make excuses to have a distraction as opposed to focusing on the motivations that might drive the action mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's uh, yeah. do you guys ever just like just go jump and, and, and do it like I, I find myself doing that a lot more than actually like. I thinking. wish I could. I, that 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 is to oh, me that shit, is that, sucks that is too, the most, that that, yeah. that is the that is the thing that I'm looking for sucks. the driving force that allowed me to do that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, what are you What are you talking about? The yeah. things that you jump on, like the things I just like don't want to do. You just say I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Say, Fuck yeah. The only thing, thing I do about is working out. That's literally like, yeah. Doing that's the, a good start. Doing the stairs, and more than I usually do. Get in your fucking car and go. Yeah. Or doing like reports or something like that. Where you're in that like the biggest, like if you have an overwhelming task that you want to, that you're trying to do, the biggest hurdle is just starting it. Like, uh, like yeah, I've been yeah. in plenty of like business or like work situations. Where I'm like, dude, I gotta push this back. Is on my to do list tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I'm like, All right, I'm gonna sit down and do this, and it takes me an hour. And like this big thing that I thought was such a big fucking yeah, issue. Yeah, could have gotten done. An yeah, hour like, and I wouldn't it. have stressed over it for the last four days. It's, I mean, the the whole Nike thing, and, and we talked about this at some point in the podcast. You just need to hang up a picture of just do it, yeah, and like just fucking do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'll just, I just jump in and like I don't even like think about it. I just do it, do it, like, I, and if if it's not the right way, then I, that this is where like, I don't like where I do jump into things at times because I'll I'll sometimes stumble and make mistakes. And then I have to go back. Yeah, then I have to go back and like change those mistakes and fix those. But it, that's kind of like the best way for like me to get started. So that's a way to do it. It's a great way to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> no, we got two more things. We're gonna have a quick anchor break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, if we, if we didn't live in Chicago, or if you want, if you had to move somewhere, where would you want to move to? All right, back from our sponsored Anchor break. Shout out to, uh, to Anchor for uh, for sponsoring the podcast. Appreciate so, you. Yeah, so we're going to get back right into, uh, get right back into it. Uh, and with Dan's topic is, where would you want to live if uh, if you had a choice to, to leave Chicago? And and what, what's your dream city to live in, uh, not including Chicago? Scott? Uh, so I'll first... Um, start off by saying that I am absolutely enamored and uh, have an unbelievable appreciation for people that are able to uproot themselves from their um, uh, place of birth or where they grew up and be able to move to another place, whether it's for a career or uh, uh, just a change of scenery or if they're doing it for economic reasons like reduced taxes or something like that. I'm, I just, I, I, I've never been able to wrap my mind around that because I feel like... Uh, Family is such a focal point of who I am, and I can never move away from my family and just be by myself, kind of thing. Uh, but if I had to, um, there's a handful of places I'd like to live. Last year, I, I went out and visited uh, my brother's wife's family. They live out in um, uh, Lake Havasu, Arizona, and I just liked how s- slowed down it was. It wasn't a fast-paced kind of city. Um, everybody just appreciated the moment. It seemed like everything was just slowed down. Obviously, there was, was a lot of beautiful scenery out there. It was kind of 
one of the reasons why I love, I love being out there. But probably be either Arizona, uh, possibly Texas. And one of the big things that my family has talked about is actually moving to Tennessee. Um, I feel like there are a lot of kind of middle class uh, people that have the kind of similar mindset that I grew up with. Um, but also, I, I the older I get and the more vacations I go on, just more I feel like I appreciate nature and I feel like uh, moving away from a, a metropolitan area, maybe moving to like Wyoming or one of the Dakotas would be something that I would kind of, uh, would ease my mind and uh, just allow for a little bit of personal growth and, yeah, you're, and just You're out of your goddamn mind, Scott. All right, well, fuck <laughs> you. Okay. You really want to move out of the city? I mean, personally, I love Chicago. I, I mean, I love the city. I hate I hate a lot of what's going on in the city, and I just, I mean... What don't you like about what's going on in the city? Really? Do we have to... No, I'm just saying, like, because like, Chicago's voted the last four years the number one happiest place, uh, number one happiest city in the world, and, and this year... And where did you get that stat? Um, Time Out Magazine or whatever. Uh, this year, they fell down to number three in the world. But people are still happy... In Chicago, even though there's all this corruption and violence, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I, I don't mean to get political at all. I mean, like, no, I'm, I'm, even, I'm, like, I'm, remove politics. It's just, like, living here. Like, well, okay, well, no, living here. here, again, I love, I absolutely love the city. I love the dynamic it has. I love the fact that my family and friends are here. I love the fact that it's kind of, it seems to be slowly becoming a little bit more of an entrepreneurship hub. Uh, an entrepreneurship hub. Um, but again, I, I can't completely remove politics out of it because I feel like the economics of it, there's the, the taxes and the corruption and uh, uh, the issue with crime and, and a lot of some of these kind of more nuanced, like I said, local economic and, and, and political issues are kind of a driving force in what's creating a level of annoyance with me that I can't see. Are you affected by any of that crime? No, no, I'm not necessarily affected by that crime. Um, but, but again, it's just, it's, um, I, 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 the, the more, I, again, it's try to remove politics from it, but inherently I can't because, again, my family and I are a little bit more uh, independent or conservative. So I feel like I'm a little bit more of an odd man out in my thought processes. So that normally when I talk to people, I feel like I, can't connect with them on a lot of things that I would normally connect on with my family. Well, like so. from a political level, but can you still connect with people on a, like a personal level? Oh, absolutely. Level? Uh, right. Yeah, right. well, the, so that's what I, I feel like as a whole, our culture, our society is, is we're losing all, we're losing I a feel lot like of we're that. losing. I feel like we're losing the ability to appreciate ourselves as humans outside of politics. That's right. what I'm saying. We're, I want to be, we, we I want to be with this group of people. Ourselves. We can't I want to be with this group of people that agree with me. Well, no, that's I obviously that. not the I case. That. I mean, yeah. that's obviously not the case. I, right. I am probably the only conservative thinking person out right. of our group of friends, and right. I have no qualms with that. We have our disagreements, but at the end of the I day, I overlook. Like, no, yeah, well, of course, but the, not necessarily that I love that, but we obviously overlook that because we understand that I don't have any type of malicious intent with my thought processes. I just have a slightly different way about approaching a problem or a, a, a subject matter that we want to talk about. It has a political do... problem and a political social matter. Not like an actual... Well, no, problem. I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily political. It can be simply social or cultural. So, um, like, a, a problem being, all right, the window's broken. Are we going to approach that differently because of our political Well, that, that is not, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, I'm talking about, like, real human problems, not, like, political problems. Okay, well... <laughs> Like, someone's dying on the street. Like, there's no political anything with that, right? 
we're both going to handle that in, that in the same situation. Well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Is is that is that that is the value that I have with my friends? Is that right. we all agree that there are issues that need to be addressed. We just think that those this problems uh, should be addressed differently. Subject took a hard yeah. Left. I, we we're talking about where I want to live. <laughs> I said no, but, Tennessee. But like, like I said, Tennessee, Texas, Arizona. I love I love the um, some of the thought process. I just got gun the head. Pick a city. Pick a city. Pick a city uh, state. Gun right now. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Why? Again, it's a very, uh, liberal, it's a very liberal city. Uh, it's not as liberal as I th- think you think it is. That might be more half and half. It's definitely more balanced than I think Chicago is. Oh, yeah, um, it's definitely not as liberal as Chicago. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I had a great time there. Um, there's a lot of Chicagoans that actually that move there, that retire there. So, I, again, they have kind of the Midwest vibe uh, still. Uh they they value um, I guess I don't know personal freedom and and it's a beautiful place I think naturally they have a lot of good things the Smoky Mountains and a lot of things to do. It's um, very millennial of you, Nashville. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably right now. I haven't thought too deeply about it, but that that's probably the place I'd go. Right All right now, Scott's Nashville. Dan, you're next. Gun ahead. Pick a city right now. Uh, Canada. What city you can't? Pussy. I I've never uh, I've never been so maybe Toronto. So I started just yeah. Drink. I heard I heard that's the most Six God. I heard that's the most comparable city to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. He literally has a gun. Oh uh, yeah, Waleed has fake finger guns to Daniel's head <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Toronto. Why? There's why, a lot why, of pressure on me right now. Yeah. Why Canada? Gun to head, bro. I don't know. Why I Toronto? Like, I feel like there's a lot less bullshit there. You want to deal with those winners? Is there bullshit here? I feel like everyone's talking about like, all this bullshit in Chicago. I don't see any of this bullshit. Because you're oblivious to it. You actively do avoid it. What bullshit? Yeah. A bag tax? I, I just press zero at the target. <laughs> Self-checkout. How many bags do you get? Seven? Zero. You don't, own, you don't own a home? Yeah, I don't. But what does that matter? I'll pay my taxes if I do. Yeah, but what if you can move to another state where your taxes were half listen, or less listen, than a fraction of the, that? Listen, the amount I'm paying in taxes for the, the amount that I'm getting in income is disproportionate. Like I pay more Tell taxes than Amazon. Tell that to the forty-four thousand Illinoisans that leave Illinois every year. Well, because if they have that same mindset, like oh, something's better on the other side, it's not. You have yes, it is. Here. It's not. It's great here. It's fucking fantastic. Well, what here. if you? What it if is. you worked a job yeah. that would that only you only made thirty thousand dollars a year, and it only goes so far in the city of Chicago? But if you moved across to Indiana, that would make you. A but fucking, then you would be living in, in Indiana. Indiana. Okay, well, what if that is not the focus of people's lives, being in a metropolitan urban area? Not, like, even if you're living in fucking, whatever, Sheboygan, Illinois. Like, I mean, maybe it's different, like, in those... Like, I can't imagine anyone wanting to leave Chicago for any reason. Okay, well, then you are shitting on those 44,000 I'm not shitting on them. I, I'm yes, saying you are. I you, cannot imagine. You are purposely not making an attempt to understand why they're leaving the, sit- the state. I, I just don't understand. But to, but to argue against your point, Scott, it's like... Like yeah, you could live in like Indiana, but like it's Indiana. Like Chicago is, is its own. Okay, number. pick another uh, fucking goddamn state. Move to Texas. I like how we're like Sia's sister. Sia's sister moved to Texas. I'm sure she's happy. Yeah, great. Exactly. But yeah. why aren't you shitting on Texas? I just I'm, I'm just like, saying no, like that's a personal reason. But that's no, a personal reason. A per- yeah. I'm saying like for me, for me, I don't understand. Uh, there's zero reason because why you never I would talked ever to anyone that's made the move. Chicago, but like there's there's. I'm I'm happy here. Okay, there's, why does your not? Why does your mom not live in Chicago? Why does she live in Orland Park? Because she can't afford a house in Chicago. Okay, well then why can't you acknowledge that to other people that are leaving? 
I, why am I supposed to acknowledge what other people... The question was, what city would you live in, right? No, you were saying you were you were shitting on my idea of moving to Indiana for an economic reason well, because that was it's Indiana. That was more of a... You know what I would do? To, to argue your point of the $30,000 job, I wouldn't be working a $30,000 job. I would be working my ass off so I can make All more right, than man. That. All right. Imagine somebody that doesn't have a college degree that can't move up in a company. There are people who don't have college degrees who still make decent money. No, Scott. Okay, All right. Let me agree with you. Make the, Scott, we're going to keep taking the you. exception as opposed to the rule. Let me agree with you. There are certain people with certain jobs and certain mindsets that don't belong in Illinois. That don't okay. want to be here and want to move to different states. But but Chicago and Illinois has every single thing that you need to be successful. Why are you guys so narrow-minded? I was talking about Canada. You guys are just bullying yeah. Chicago. Yeah, why rolling. the fuck I'm do you guys have? Why do you want to suck Chicago's yeah, dick? Yeah, but so I just said I love this city. But I said there's I'm 337 million other people said, outside of Chicago. I said right. I'm getting away from this bullshit. Doesn't mean Chicago. What's what? What, what bullshit? Just in general in America. What if people don't want to wow. live in a metropolitan area? Oh, so well, actually, politics actually, is driving you away? Actually, so oh, like just one like thing, one thing I I actually want to do at the same time. I love America. If if like. Our country, like, eventually... I, I have no loyalty to a country. So if our country goes down in flames, I'll move to a different country. And, and that's why my life. What? Why? No, but, like, if, like, all of a sudden they're, like, all Polish people need to cut their left thumb off, I'll be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, all right, I will be an American and cut my left thumb off. Like, I have no loyalty to... Living in I a think place. that's like inhumane. That's like some crazy. Right, right, right. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's an extreme example. But but, but, but it's but it's if a reason. Someone comes in here and tries attacking. You're not gonna. You're gonna be like, okay, I'm moving to a different country. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you'd, be, you'd be a Donald right. Trump uh, uh, Spurs uh, avoid the draft kind of guy. You know, I was well, just thinking. I, I would never join the military. I, I was just I was just yeah, thinking about this. Like people people who went to war torn countries, like they then immigrated here. Like that's how. A, a lot of immigrants have, have the reasons why that's they came here. That's how America was built. Yeah. So like, like yeah. So so so, so, so like people like in Italy, they they left because of World War Two. You know, people in in uh, all parts of Europe left just because of a, you know, World such Wars. Such a like okay. caveman and and then and then millions of people went to Japan and Europe and Italy and fought for the values that the what we represent. So you're the type of person that wouldn't be willing. So you don't you hold no value in what America represents. Whose whatsoever. value is it? What do you mean? Whose value is it? it? Like I didn't create that value. I believe in no, that but value. you grew up in it, so it should be instilled in you almost in your DNA. So you, you like, hold no value of freedom. So you so you have no value of freedom of speech or our constitution whatsoever. What do you mean? What do you mean by value? You you don't value our constitution. No, I value it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I could probably have the same freedom for me and the people around me in a different country. Okay. Name no, the country. Dude. Name the country. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the country off the top of my head, but like in Canada Tom, right now, Tom, they're actively, they're actively fining and jailing comedians because they make offensive Tom, jokes. Tom lives in Germany. Do you appreciate that? No, I Tom, don't. Tom lives in Germany, and I asked him like, "What do you miss about America?" And he's like, "True freedom." He yeah. literally said, "True freedom," because there's just there's so many rules. Not that you can't go outside and all this and you can't start a business or something like that. It's not communism there anymore. But there's just so many rules into really, like, these little things you do here that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you can't do that shit there. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like... I, I'll stay in Chicago for the rest of my life. But 
if something goes wrong where like all of a sudden it affects my life and the people around me's lives, I have no hesitation leaving. Because like we weren't put on this planet to be in a government or in a nation. We were put on this planet to live a healthy and happy life. So... And, if, and, and what if what if what if our government became what, what everyone says that Donald Trump is a, a tyrannical uh, ideologue, ideologue who wants to impose his his ridiculous views on people? You wouldn't stand up and fight against that. You would just move to another country. Probably. All right, then. And then you obviously have a different mindset than a lot of. Well, people just because, do. just I mean, like. I don't know. What if someone tried, What if someone tried to take away change from you? Would you just move to another country? Or would you fight for change? I would. I would take change to a place that makes it the most successful. What if they took it from you? That's what I'm saying. How can you take it from me? It's by money. by levying taxes against How you that, you that prevent you from being able to grow. That that prevent you from see. Like, why would you want to be part of a country that does that to you? What I'm saying is that it, as opposed to just. I don't want to say it's the easy way out because moving is never easy, but why not standing for those values and fighting for them? But it's not about the country doing it to you. It's about someone coming into your country or something like that. Well, no, like, the, you know, that was the, 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 different ways you can that look was, at it. Well, well, yeah, you can look at it that way, but to me, the Constitution stands for the people or what represents the, the, the country. Right, no, hey, I'm a, big, I'm a big, like, not supporter, fan, or whatever. I believe in the Constitution and what it, what it gives us. But at the end of the day, if that's taken away from us, then all of a sudden, it's no longer a thing, right? Well, you need to Would you tell that to your it. kids, though? Would so you tell that, If you had away. a kid, would you just tell your kid that the best thing to do is pick up your bags and run, run. or fight for what you believe Not in? Not run. Just well, that's what you're doing. Go, yeah, to, where, you're go doing. to where you're happy. Well, happiness yeah, is not... Running. Happiness, happiness... You're running over whatever you, problem it is. No, but it's not my problem. It's the government's problem. It's, we are it's the our problem. We're not the government. The government is the government. We're the people. No, no. And the people are the government. Mm. So if we're driving a car and my car breaks down, it's our fucking problem that we can't get to the point, point B. It's right, not our problem. my problem. Like, oh, our damn. problem, yeah, yeah. It's our problem. Our problem. And it's yeah. our so, like, problem. We're like, driving this. We're thinking. We're thinking. All right, can we stop doing this? And, uh, Wally, gun your head. Where the fuck do you want to move? Yeah. Um, I want to move to Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Where you got pickpocketed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you yeah, why, why would you ever leave Chicago? Don't get it. No, wait, why Barcelona? Why Barcelona specifically? Uh the weather's always nice. It's a big metropolitan city. Hot women. Uh yeah, beautiful women. Uh great food. Uh just to be on the other side of the world for a bit. Nice. Appreciate that. Simple. On the yeah, side point. of the road. Yeah, just Different perspective on life? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just easier way of living. Um, I got to admit, Europeans do have some of the things, the way they approach life is, is very attractive. Yeah. I got to admit, like you they, said, you guys are talking about taking time. time. Is the best. Yeah, taking yeah. time. Yeah, they get like, uh, you work like a, a minimum wage job in, in, like a, in Europe, you get like three months vacation. Like, we we yeah, uh, I asked my buddy in Germany. He has like vacation. Yeah, he's got like sixty days a year. Yeah, uh, my cousin still complaining. <laughs> and he yeah. still says I don't have my freedom. Exactly, That's isn't crazy. that crazy? Well, I think he has a construed view of freedom. Yeah. As do I think you do. That's America, dude. 
I mean, this guy. You're not willing to defend it. You're willing to fucking. I mean, I just, I just want to make sure that the pe- me and the people around me are happy. I what, what if you I don't want? You. What if, what if, like, you don't want to defend like what is going on? You know, and like you can't, like you can't, like make the change yourself. You know, and and you know, it's kind of like impossible to. But but, to a, survive but, that, but a majority of your reason of feeling comfortable and good. Is because motherfuckers sacrificed to get it this this to this point. Right. So so if if I had to, so so my grandfather on my dad's side, you know he left during the the six day war when like war broke out in the Middle East between like the Arabs and the Israelis. So during that six day war, he, he just said fuck it, took his ten kids, went to America. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if, you know, God forbid, this this won't happen. But like, if someone invaded America and like. Chicago's under attack. Like, would you stay and defend it, or you try to go and seek asylum somewhere? Yeah, but that those countries mm-hmm. have never made it to America. Like, has never made it to the point the the quality of life. But, but yeah. Walid is here because his I get it. Left. But if yes. you were in a in a okay country where you didn't really feel free, you didn't really feel like you had opportunity, and someone invaded it. You'd be like, yeah, fuck this. But if you uh, live in a 1,100-square-foot apartment, have fucking AC, have cable, you can stream off of your $1,100 phone, and you're not the richest guy on the block, well, guess what? You just live, you just surpassed every motherfucker's life that's across that ocean. That's true. I mean, true, I mean, I think it's true and false. Like, I think there are people who do live in... Apartments and well, like, I get I mean, it. Da- yeah. I mean, Dan's equating that freedom, but like to your point, someone in a lesser country might be just as satisfied with their life. Yeah, playing well, of course. Sticks. Of course yeah. they do. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, the people of Afghanistan. I mean, yeah. they have. The, they were a piss poor country, the third world country, and back in the eighties, when the Russians tried to invade Afghanistan, they fought tooth and nail for their country and yeah. fucking. The, the the number two superpower the the equal superpower to the United States in this in, in the world, they beat their ass and kicked them out of their fucking country. It had nothing to do with, uh, oh I have I have all of these fucking things I have uh, the iPhone or this this fast car or, or all these amazing freedoms. It was exactly their way of life that they enjoyed. They decided to stand up and fight against. It. Yeah. Again, okay. let's not talk about this. Nick, number two or number four. Where gun your head? Where would you live if you could? Beside Chicago. Uh, damn it, I was gonna say Chicago. Naperville. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Get, get you and your Tesla nerd. out of here, you fucking piece of shit. Well, where can I drive my white Tesla Model X? Huh? River, um, River North? Flip off all the Indians while you're there. I mean, I wanna stay in Chicago for the rest of my life. Alright, my well, home base here. Head, I know, I know. I want my home, have my home base here. Um, I want to have a couple properties, but my main proper property would probably be somewhere in Australia. Really? Yeah. Melbourne. Why? Kangaroos. You know they eat kangaroos in Australia? Come on, give us more substance than that. I don't know, I, I, it's, it's such a mysterious place to me. Okay. I know nothing about it. Yeah. Um, it, it's a country and a continent at the same time. Um, Billy's cousin went to Australia to for like uh, three months, six really? months. Yeah. Like I know nobody from Australia. I know nothing about Australia. What about that? Actually, I think it's one of those places that I think um, a lot of Americans actually outside of Canada, a lot of them settle in Australia. 
Yeah, they, like, because you need to have, like, a certain amount of income. Like, they won't let people in. No. Yeah, they don't just let them in willy-nilly, but no, I feel no. like it's just no, comparable to the values and kind of mindset yeah. that a lot of people yeah. have. No, we, we, we can move there. They, they'll give you, uh, they'll give Americans, if you're uh, under the age of 35, you don't need to, like, have proof of income or anything. You just... Uh, I you, thought it was good to have a standard of $50,000, of just in your bank account. No, a guy, a guy with a craft, he just, like... Ended up quitting craft and moved to Australia. Now he's like a bartender, making like, you know, decent wage, and he still fucking travels all over the world. Really? Yeah. I, I just feel like, it, I mean, like, there's never any conflict in Australia. I never hear anything in the news. I mean, maybe there's like, is there like a no, civil war there? No, they they've had like a, some mass shootings here and there. But isn't uh what's his name Jim Je- Jim Jeffries from there? And they like outlawed all that stuff, and all of a sudden yeah, Jim Jeffries is in some trouble uh, right now. Yeah. No. What does he? What did he do? He just had a so Jim Jeffries. I don't know if I love Jim Jeffries when he first came onto the scene, um, but he's kind of taken a political tone to his show and all that jazz. And um, I'm I'm not going to attribute his motives or his viewpoints at all to some nefarious uh, reason, but he has kind of more of a progressive or left leaning yeah. attitude towards social issues and kind of general things that people talk about. And he had a. Um, uh, he was a YouTuber, but he was kind of a prominent YouTuber that was from he's from he's in Australia, but he was a Jewish guy, and he had him on a show, and was asking him all these questions about current events and about Islam and these things that he talks about on his YouTube channel, and the guy before he agreed to be on the show because it's a Comedy Central show, he said I will be on your show as long as you don't edit what I say and you don't sit me next to like a white supremacist, like a, a like a uh, like an alt right type of person. And they agreed, and before he started the show, the guy hid an iPhone on a couch and recorded the entire conversation, and they edited a lot of what he said to make him sound like he was Islamophobic. And then after the camera stopped rolling, Jim Jeffries diverted from his leftist progressive agenda and actually spoke about how he actually felt about these issues, and it was countercurrent to what he actually said and he was saying negative things about Islam. <laughs> I watched it, it was he's been in a little bit of trouble. But yeah, I mean he's he's a good guy, I think overall. He has been funny. Um but yeah. I like his comedy. It's his old comedy I like. I yeah. his current comedy is just is eh. Again, politically driven. I hate comedians that are too politically focused in their comedy. Yeah. I, hate everything, I hate everything that's politically driven. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Let's uh let's change topics because this this turned uh this turned for a bit of the the wrong but in a political uh, way. Yeah, in, in a political way. But let's let's end on um let's end on you, Nick. Nick, you wanted to talk about your favorite show at the current moment, uh, American Idol. Oh yeah. my God! It changed from Dude Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So I like not American Idol, American Idol specifically. I just love shows that show people doing what they love. Yep. Like right now, it's like The Voice and American Idol and all this stuff. Like I feel like if there are more shows like that outside of the whole making fun of people stuff, um, I love seeing people that are following their passion and are actually good at it. One of the reasons I don't like college basketball because ninety ninety five percent of the people on there suck at basketball. That's why I like watching pro sports. And like American Idol, American Idol once it gets towards the end of it, and like the actual good people show an actual a lot of good artists that have potential and they're like living their dreams and they're singing good songs. And I just like 
people following their passions. So, like, my question to you guys is, what shows do you guys like that showcase people following their passions? Outside of, like, singing and stuff like that. Are there any shows out there like that doing? That Shark Tank? Uh, that? Shark Tank Shark is one of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I used... To, I liked it more because of the, the brash and, and bluntness of it, because of the person that was doing it, but uh, um, Kitchen Nightmares, like with Chef yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. I, I like people, I like the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial aspect of it, um, but I guess I just like the, I guess, restaurant business itself, right, because yeah. I feel like it's, I know that it has really slim margin, it's a really difficult business to Pepper, run, yeah. and um, I appreciated, what I like to what I liked about the show was the people that actually took the criticism that he brought to the table and actually applied it to their business yeah. as opposed to the people that were so stuck in their own mindset about how the business should be run as opposed to uh, somebody who's at the top of the top of the game of yeah. that, that specific Did business. you and I watch like all of those? We watched, yeah, we watched yeah. a shitload of yeah, them. Yeah, and I've been, I've been seeing, I don't know why it's been popping up on my Facebook, you know, like watch a video on Facebook and they, yeah. all these related videos and stuff like that. And all of them seem to be like kitchen nightmares or bar rescue <laughs> or some shit. Um, but I, yeah, again, I like, I guess the confrontation I, I obviously really do enjoy, but I, I do appreciate people that actually take the criticism to the point where they, they understand that they, they need to make the change. Yeah, like and actually see do the actual The change. transformation. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they awesome. see the transformation happen. You know, Facebook, um, I don't know if they still have, have this, but like in your profile, I think this was like early on when I first got it, they had a section where you, know, you can have like your bio, you can have like your favorite movies, TV shows, but they also had people who inspire you. And the only person I had there was Gordon Ramsay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because of that. It's, it's just the way he just talks down to people and breaks them down. <laughs> just the way he talks <laughs> down and breaks them down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. But uh, for me, following your passion, uh, I'm just going to say it. Uh, college sports. I love watching college sports because those kids might suck, but they're they're still following their passion and they're... Uh, they're trying to pursue something, and even if it's it's not there, they're they're giving it their damn all, and I think that's what I love more about that than pro sports because those kids. It's the essence of the sport that's yeah, still they, there. They have nothing. Like there's a lot know, less ego and showmanship and all right, that bullshit. Right, and 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 they're playing more like fundamentally and and playing together, whereas you know the NBA, you'll have like one superstar that just takes over a game, which is great to watch. Like, I love watching, like, playoff yeah. basketballs come, like, playoff, NBA playoffs coming up. Like, that's always the best time to watch NBA because, like, season doesn't matter. They don't try during the season. But when it comes to the postseason, like, you're going to see fucking, like, that's when, like, stars shine. And, uh, but, but back to college, uh, watching all these kids with different stories, different backgrounds, and, um, you know, watching a team go far or a, an underdog, a Cinderella, it's uh yeah, that's what I that's what I love. That's my reality show. That's good. Daniel. Reality show? Yeah. Anything. Anything where people are following their passion. Uh I just started watching this on YouTube. It's called Concrete. It's this uh high level uh real estate uh I don't even know what it's called. He's got like $250 million worth of real estate. What do you call it? Mogul? Mogul, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like this raunched, smokes a pack of cigarettes, does not give a flying fuck, and is like... <laughs> he's like racist, but in like New York, hey, you fucking Polak, you know, like... Mm-hmm. 
he just says it like in a jokingly manner. Like mm-hmm. he argues with this one Irish uh, contractor that he has. He's like motherfucking him on the show, <laughs> and the Irish guy's motherfucking him. And he's like, "All right, all right, I'll send you a check. All right." And then he walks away. <laughs> and he's still, you know, they're arguing about like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that. But um, he just, I just love how he does not give a fuck. And people like comment on him because he's like. 350 pounds, smokes a pack of cigarettes, coughs up a lung on the show, but he's going there buying fucking 30, 40 million dollar pieces of property. He just bought his uh, 60 million dollar, uh, 16 million dollar home that's 39,000 square feet under the roof. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck. And he's like, <laughs> he's, his house has a lazy river and he's on a tube and they do like uh, reading the comments. And people are, like, you know, cursing him out, telling him he's a fat piece of shit, and, like, and, uh, he's just like, yeah, well, I'm sitting here in my lazy river in my house, so, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just doesn't care. What is, what is the name of this, uh, YouTube show? Concrete. Concrete. And I just, I just love, like, he just, how he just doesn't, Is it like, YouTube exclusive? Uh, I think well, it's, yeah, it's it a YouTube show. Original? Okay. All right. I mean, well, I'll put one on, but it's gonna affect the podcast. Just put one on so we can watch it. Yeah, Afterwards, do, do you do like a highlight reel of it? <laughs> we'll give we'll give our listeners a little snippet of it. That's good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll we'll edit in the uh, this quick little highlight clip of uh, concrete at the end. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and subscribe. Download this is, this all is that the good house stuff. He buys for sixteen point two five million dollars. I bought it because I'm a big fat motherfucker. It's a great house. Look at it. It's got a pool. It's got this. It's got that. It's got everything. It's a great place. It's got pool. It's got this. It's, it's got that. He's, he named pool. Named <laughs> pool. We're going in here to close a deal on a big house. A big house. I'm trading two houses, so I don't have to have two houses. I don't want a beach house and a house here, so we're trading two houses for one. Big deal. People do it all the time. Everything is confidential until the deal's closed. After today, the deal will be mine, then I can do what I want. Otherwise, you have to protect people's privacy. Okay? Remember, protect people's privacy. Privacy, three PPs. You are the PPP, the PP with an extra P. Now you turn here and get this one. So, I mean, Did the house been empty for a while? negotiating while I said, Unoccupied? Yeah, like your head. So, what do you want from my life? I'm signing a piece of paper, big deal. Okay, we're signing a paper here. It's a simple deal, buying a house. You know, people buy houses every day. That's a real pain in the neck. You gotta make sure all this stuff is fixed in the house. Can you do me a favor and give me a copy? Because when I leave here, I go to the house and make sure all this stuff is done. What am I gonna do about the stuff that hasn't been done, Tom? There's a, a pump that's not working on a pool. There's fireplace not working. Uh, I saw some spider webs. That pool pump, I know, takes time to order. It's like a, I heard it's like a $15,000 pump. 
from Florida just so I didn't make the money Sorry, I just, uh, signed all section the 8 housing the mm -hmm. uh, being wired. are you ready for my inspection yeah but uh, I'm not gonna hold back I'm not gonna I'm not gonna release the wire or the money until I see the inspection okay and is that other lady the other realtor there get rid of her <laughs> Danny's coming we'll keep her out of it You're not allowed here. In fact, I'm signing a trespass, a no trespass order with the city of Bel Air. With the podcast here. Looking Newport? I'm not doing nothing here. Yeah. You know, you can't be sentimental with this stuff. It's all about making money. Making You're going to be money. dead in a couple years. <laughs> he tells me he has a horse. Is he? Hey, That's what doing? he said. The doctor told me you're all good. <laughs> Mazda in the driveway. Yeah. Cleaned the whole place like five days. There's wife? No, yeah. this is the cleaning lady. I just cleaned the house and the house is open. Cleaned this place for over a year. Yeah. Were people living in it or empty? Well, they come and go. They don't have to be here yeah. often. So what do you normally charge basically to clean? Well, I get twenty dollars an hour. Okay. Yeah. But I love it. This is dope, man. Congratulations. So yeah. you got a card or a number? I have a number. I don't have a card. I'll give you my number for sure. You come by yourself or you come with people? Riley, my partner. Right. Cleaners? Yeah. Yeah, they're on their property manager. They need you to clean. So you get both for 20 bucks an hour? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good deal. She works hard. We're just doing a walk for a little house on the beach. I've made some mistakes in my life, but this could be the biggest. <laughs> I'm gonna, I may go broke over this place. Taxes, insurance, landscaping, pool. Housekeeping. I gotta get a job. So the generator working is dumb. Yeah. yeah. Hurricane comes, I want power. Is this real stone? Is this real stone or is this that big stuff they have at Disney World? This place looks like Disney. It's all too good to be true. How am I? You want me to tell you how I am? I'm broke. So I guess he's checking everything. That's that. No coffee, no bagels. See, now you close the deal. Last time he had coffee and bagels. Now he has nothing. Once they rope you in these real estate agents, then they cut the line. As soon as they see that money's coming, they cut the line. What is that? We're kind of scratched up. It's stupid. Why would anybody design? A wood, that's as stupid as a concrete one. I wouldn't put a wood counter on this chain, spread it down. I'm not closing. Send you guys over granite. You guys split the bill. This place sucks. 
Yeah, and I just bought it for sixty point five million. Dollars. This game does not deserve it. Did he say where was that? Uh, Florida. Yeah, he's in Florida. Real estate agent in town. Most likely had materials here that were brought over from every part of the world. 